The Myers family were emigrants from, from Dublin to Leicester, and that was where I was born. And a sense of Irishness and a sense of Catholicism were the great abiding influences on my young life. We were a very religious family. Obviously, we'd go to Mass every Sunday, and we would go to benediction, and we would go to other church services. And we would have an intensely Catholic um, education in my primary school and in the convent I went to before then. So that the music of the Catholic Church and the teaching of the Catholic Church were extremely informative uh, and formative of my younger days. And I, I can't differentiate myself from from the creation of a human being that Catholicism gave the Myers family. And we were all raised like that. My brother became a priest, and we were um, well, six children. And Catholicism was the kind of bedrock of our, our existence and our identity. And the other thing was the Irishness. And we... Um, Ireland was a paradise across the sea. It just seemed to me the most wonderful place. Whenever we would go to, uh, go to Ireland, as it was, come as it is now, uh, we'd go to Greystones, and that seemed paradise. And we had these uncles and aunts of quite surpassing wonderfulness, kind and gracious and, and generous and warm. And Ireland seemed to me to be an astonishing paradise. And those are the two kind of polar influences on, on my, my, my childhood, Irishness and Catholicism. My father, from uh, early on in my life, was um, depressed. He had a serious problem with melancholy. And um, he was a man who's, who found it difficult to communicate. So that um, most of the culture of my family was defined by my mother, who was a hard-working woman, a, a splendid mother, a splendid housekeeper. And that was quite important because um, she... Uh, reveled, and I, she told me this in later years, in the duties of motherhood. She really enjoyed being a mother. She loved being a mother. She loved baking. Uh, we had, um, during, the, say, the summer uh, holidays, we would have afternoon tea every 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 day. And we'd have high tea on, on Sundays. And she loved cooking for us. And I was used to good food. My mother always made fantastic meals. And it was a kind of um, family meal culture, which is largely extinct now. And perhaps extinct for good reasons. But the, the culture of the family was very much shaped by uh, mealtime. The, the, the classic Sunday lunch, everyone was sitting down and, and, and talking throughout the afternoon and rowing, because I should have mentioned the Myers's fight the whole time. And we were so different from our neighbours. They were English and Protestant and very taciturn and, and um, diffident and very withdrawn. And they didn't seem to fight the way we were always fighting. I have to say, contrary to people's expectations, there was no anti-Irish prejudice, whatever, in our lives. It just never entered our lives. It, it never existed. Uh, if anything, the Irish of, of Leicester looked, themselves, looked on ourselves as, as uh, slightly superior to the English Protestants because they didn't have the one true religion, as we saw it, which was Catholicism. And I, I go back to Catholicism because it was such an important part of our lives. I mean, we were regularly visited by priests and by the local monks and so on and so forth. It was stitched into the fabric of our childhood. One of the enduring memories of my childhood is was my father uh, lying in bed on a, um, a Saturday morning. He, he would tend to have breakfast after us and he would sing the songs of Ireland. And the song that I remember most enduringly and the one that, that I associate 
with him, and which um, was an expression of that Irish dimension, was the Kerry dancers. That was what he would sing, the Kerry dancers. <laughs> Never give up. Never give up. My advice to anybody is never give up. I failed um, all my A-levels when I left school. Uh, my father had just died and I was very upset. And um, my, my life appeared to be in ruins. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't pass exams. And uh, we had no money. Um, everything had fallen apart. And I just knew I had to keep on trying. I was lucky I got a break. I got to UCD uh, because I qualified as a foreign student, not because of any uh, particular Irishness. I, I didn't qualify as Irish in that sense. Uh, but I did get a break. I got into UCD and I I kept on trying. And you, you, you will survive if you keep on trying. You must not despair. No matter how bad things seem, you will survive. That has to be the key to... To everyone who feels bad and everyone who feels depressed, you will survive. Things will get better. You must believe that. As a dogma to your life, you must believe you will get better. One of the most extraordinary moments in my life as a student living in Bedsitter in, in Harcourt Street was I'd gone out to horrible, hideous little Bedsitter, the size of the studio. And I mean the size of the studio. And the studio, I should tell the listeners, is very small. I went out and bought, um, by chance, um, a Bach record. It was David and Igor Oistrach, a father and son. And I had never heard this particular piece of music. It is the double concerto in D. It is one of the most sublimely beautiful things ever created by man. And the first time I heard it, I was almost in tears of, because it was so beautiful, so enchanting, so transforming. And I never hear it without feeling kindred emotions to those I felt on that first day, that first evening, in fact, in a winter's evening in 44 Harcourt Street, many years ago. <laughs> ¶¶ 